Okay, then we're going. No. Oh, right, okay. No. I want to... Um, I'm not ready. You're not ready? No. When will you be ready? Uh, never. Do you want to leave then? Or I'll do it by myself? I don't think it works like that, though. No, but if you're never... One-way conversation? Yeah, but if you're never going to be ready, what's, what's even the point of having you here? But this is the thing now, isn't it? Because I'm never ready. Which is why, obviously, we're doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be ready. No. I would, before we actually get into the proper podcast, I would like to say right now that it's been a while since we last recorded the Tiki podcast. Uh, Almost a week and a half since we recorded it, because we recorded the last one on on, um, Monday. Yes, we like recorded like two in like three days. We did, we did. And they've all gone down splendidly. People are loving it. Splendidly? Don't you have to apologise for something? I do. Uh, we'll get into that in a in a brief second. Oh. Um, I'd like to say now that this last week has been one of the worst of my entire life. Uh, has it? Yes. Uh, but why? We'll get into all of that in a second. Oh. Welcome everybody to the Tee Podcast! <laughs> oh yes, here we go. This is Another just like the, the IWO podcast, which will probably soon be ending soon. For a, the IWO podcast <laughs> probably going to go on a break, yeah. But um, yes, let's talk about the IWO podcast now then. Um, if you're a wrestling fan, which I know a lot of you aren't, but if you are, why don't you go head over to the IWO podcast, also known as the Irrelevant Wrestling Opinions podcast with us two. Yes. We'll be very busy this weekend. It's WrestleMania weekend. We'll have stuff going up on um, Saturday. we got two things going up on Saturday. We'll have another thing going up on Sunday and another thing going up on Monday. Then we'll probably have another thing up on Friday, and then we'll probably have to take a break for quite some time. I can't even think about what about anything. Okay, because I, 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 I uh, for all the view, the listeners out there, I've just come back from work. Yeah, twelve-hour shift. Yeah, uh, um, how was it? One, Good one. One of these key workers. Oh yeah, yeah, I get it. And I'm making the toilet paper. Well, before we get into this week, um, I need to apologise. Oh, what? If if you listen to Teehee Podcast Episode 1, I said that in college, every single day we would go to KFC to have our dinner. It was pointed out to me that this was a lie. We went to KFC for our dinner every day apart from one. Apart from one day, <clears> where <throat> you went day. to Chicken Cottage. Every Thursday we'd go to Chicken Cottage. I uh, don't know what it was about Chicken Cottage. Maybe it was the one-star hygiene rating, but it was... <laughs> it was closed down for that one-star It was. Hygiene rating. It made the papers because of the one-star hygiene rating. But you know what? Maybe it was the dirt. <laughs> Maybe it was something else. But that chicken was real good. Maybe you just like shit chicken. No, 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 no. Maybe, like maybe when quality. they bring you the highest quality chicken, and you go, just doesn't taste of anything. There just isn't no, that no, mud substance. <laughs> Where are the rat droppings? <laughs> <laughs> Why haven't they dragged it through the floor? <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just gonna Google what a one star health rating actually I mean, means. I think that's quite an achievement in itself, really, because I've, never... I've seen some grotty places, mm-hmm. which are, like, there'll be like a three. I've never seen a two. This was the only place I've ever actually seen a one. So Is a one just 
Oh, we're closing down. <laughs> or is... I don't... Apparently you can get a zero. Which did they get? I'm going to... I'm going to have to Google Maybe zero now. is closed down. Maybe they had the one for the beginning and they said, right, you need to improve now, otherwise we're shutting you down. And then they didn't improve. So they got a zero. <laughs> <laughs> they continued dragging their chicken through the greasy floor. <laughs> Much to Reese's delight. <laughs> they certainly did. Um, apparently you can search for food hygiene ratings. Well, yes. I, I, it's a government scheme, isn't it? So, uh, Do you reckon you can search for ones from around about 2012? Uh, possibly. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I don't know what it was, but I really liked Chicken Cottage Chicken. I remember thinking, oh, it's actually really good. And we would go there every Thursday, and it would lead to many philosophical conversation, conversations, such as, if you uh, randomly uh, went into a whale, do you think you could eat your way out of it? I mean, theoretically, uh, I reckon that is possible. Uh, see, I, I say no. Why? I just feel that you couldn't eat yourself out of a whale. I think eventually you could. It's not letting me search this, like, at all. I mean, I, I wasn't part of these comments. I never went you to You didn't go to college. college. I didn't. Well, like, I went to college. I, I just went to a different college, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but, um, yes, I, I, I was never in the... KFC every day <laughs> plus chicken cottage on a Thursday. <laughs> so you love hang on. I just Oh dear. KFC is chicken. Yes. So you just went to a, a worse place. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was worse though. We had this argument all the time. I think chicken cottage is just as good, if not better. I think the place there now. In the place that Chicken Cottage was. Uh, Evelyn Fishbar. Yeah. Although Evelyn Fishbar has been there. Not not there. It was across the way, wasn't it, for a while. Yeah, it was in that really weird place by Mecca Bingo, wasn't it? Yeah, which is now a hair salon. Is it? I think so, yeah. Wow. But I, I, I'm pretty sure it's a front for some kind of drug cartel. In... Wouldn't be surprised. So, because I've never seen anyone go in there. No. It's like one of those places. Like, have you ever seen the stories on Reddit where it's just like, well, I found this new supermarket chain which sells out of date food. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one that goes in them. But I went in, bought some milk, <laughs> and it turns out it was ten days out of date. <laughs> and then someone to explain had to explain to him that it was most probably a front for some kind of drug. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like <clears throat> that little building there, where the fish place used to be, and where the hair salon is now, it just does not look appealing. I don't think there's anything you could do to that building to make me think I want to go in there. Well, I doubt it's open now. No, because of the coronavirus. No, no. Well, we're still on lock lockdown. Are we calling it lockdown? Yeah, everyone's calling it lockdown. Because I mean, I can go. I've just been to work. Yeah. You can go out. You've been to the shops. Yes. And you... Uh, do you go for a run today? No, I, I did a workout in I know, the house. I know James went for a run. Yeah, yeah. Not me. You're not speaking the third person. No, no. Well, let me get into my awful week, because then we can kind of expand on that a little yes. bit. So, um, 
yeah, we're in lockdown, but it didn't really affect either of us because we're both key workers and we both just go to work as normal. Yes. Maybe go to the shops every now and again. Uh, so I go into work on Monday, as usual, and it was the worst work day of my entire life. A couple of days before that, actually, there was a lot of people who were sent homeworking again. Yes. Uh, like an entire team of like maybe 20, maybe more people. They just left in a day. Just all yeah. left. But I, I felt like this was this was coming for a while. In a way, yeah. Because people were slowly moving their stuff home. From what you were telling me and seeing you come back from work uh, even more frustrated each and every day, mm-hmm. the Friday was kind of like, he's not going to enjoy it on Monday. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to enjoy it on Monday, but then the powers that be made sure that I was not going to have a good time on Monday. So, yeah, over a few, just for the weekend, that whole team had gone. So we come in Monday, and in a room that normally has between, like, 60 and 80 people, it now had 13, I think. It's quite a drop. At a push, it was 13. So... That, there, was, there was some big office space. Oh yeah, that was just empty. A lot of social distancing going on on Monday. Uh, yeah. More than two meters? Do you think? Oh, I think so. Between some. Wow, that's going over and over above and beyond. Yeah, well, well done to the company that I work for that I'm not going to name for legal reasons. Did you enjoy the company you were? Yes, for? you do. Yes. Are you sure? Yes. This is this is very much. Uh, <laughs> I love the company uh, I work for. The opposite that you have been telling me. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're good. They're good. They look after me sometimes. Uh, sometimes. It's it's a job. It they, keep, pay they, they pay me. They pay me. Uh, so, yeah. I um, the t- Those two teams had left. And a lot of people from other teams had left. Or were ill. Or whatever. So, there we are on Monday. And we all come in. And like I was trying to be positive on Monday. Because I'd been angry a lot. So I'm like, all right, Monday I'm gonna go in new week. Let's let's just do this. You and I go in, and everyone came in with the same mentality of right, come on, let's get this done. Blah blah blah. And within an hour, everyone's mentality of keep calm, carry on had turned to fuck all of this. I hate it. And yes, everyone I spoke to who wasn't in management, everyone who was just like the lackeys, like myself, they were just angry. And you couldn't have a conversation on Monday without getting angry and shouting and all this kind of stuff. So we're angry and we're shouting all day. And it wasn't helped by a lot of management disappeared on Monday. Like some were ill, some were working from home, some just disappeared. So we're there shouting at the world and no one's answering us back. We're like, why can't we work from home? Why don't you care? And like the rumour going around at the time was... Uh, the company don't want to spend £150 per person on setting up a VPN to get you to work from home, which yeah. is kind of true, kind of not true. I don't want to go into that. But anyway, we were all very angry. Yes. And this fully came to a head at around about 3pm on Monday. So it had been around about four hours, maybe five hours of shouting yes. at this point when we made a statement. That we were going to get in touch with um, politicians. We are going to get in touch with HR. Yeah. We are going to get in touch with anyone who would listen to say that they're not looking after us. Yeah. And um, our point was put across by one member of the office, not myself, but someone else, yeah. who uh, seemed to know the most about the situation. 
So he was very uh, adamant in getting this point across. And he was pulled into the office in by a member of management oh. into a private meeting, which angered the rest of us even more. Oh. Also, what really angered me was that he was saying all this stuff. And there was one member of the management team there who heard him say it. And instead of confronting him and saying, oh, can I talk to you about that? They went off to get someone else to confront him. I yeah. just thought, you're a coward. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so they had a meeting there. And then they all came out and there was a whole big meeting of all of us. Like, oh, I hear you feel our communication has been a bit lacking. Like, mm. yes. <laughs> so they were basically told us, um, you're staying here for the foreseeable future. Mm. Uh, there's nothing we can do. Um, we have to put the vulnerable and at-risk people uh, as the number one priority, which I agree with, obviously. Uh, but they said, basically, there's no plans for any of you in the office here, so just keep on coming in. Uh, if you don't feel safe here, uh, you can ask for unpaid leave type thing. Yeah. Um, so that was basically what we were told. So this led the person who was leading our kind of rampage to hand in his notice. Ah, so there was a whole thing. He handed in his notice, just left, left the company. Yeah, there and then, gone. So nowhere to be seen again. Well, they were very much like, look, if you want to leave, uh, we'll welcome you back when this is all over. But we'll wait and see if that actually happens. Mm. So yeah, he just left. So the mood went from anger to, oh shit. What what is going on? Yeah. He's just gone. So we're kind of just left here in the office thinking nothing of it. Yeah. Just keeping on going. We're all a bit down. And then at 10 to 5, we leave at 5, 10 to 5, bosses come back in and they explain furlough to us. Which is basically, um, they all send you home. Yes. You don't do any work. You're not allowed to do any work. You're not allowed to help the company in any way. The government pay 80% of your wage and the company that you work for have a choice on if they want to pay the remaining 20% or not. And they said, oh, the company will pay the remaining 20%. So if you go on furlough, you will get 100% of your wage. Yeah. And I thought, this is strange. There was uh, no plans for any of us yeah. a couple hours like, ago. <laughs> why, why has it come to all of this to then for you to come out and say that? Which is very strange. And then they went through, they said, shout your name out, and we're going to tell you if you're going on furlough. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I wonder how many people are going to tell to leave now. So one person went up first, said their name, they went, oh, you're not going on furlough. Yeah. She'd been with the company about 20 years. As yeah. expected, she wouldn't go on furlough. Another woman came up, she'd been with the company about 15 years, uh, you're not going on furlough. Okay, she's not doing it. A uh, lad came up, still on probation, so yeah. he's been there about two or three months. Yeah. You're going on furlough. So we're like, okay, we see what this is now. If you've been with the company less than a few months, they're sending you home. If you've been here for a while, you're staying here. Yeah. So I've been with the company two years at this point. Yeah. On my team, uh, out of the full-time staff, I am the third longest tenured person there. Oh. I'm also... Uh, the like team second on our team so okay. I'm kind of the bridge between management and the rest of us yeah. in a way kind of you're thing the, um, you're the middleman. yeah so I say my name and I think well I'm going to be staying here and they go oh no Reese, you've been furloughed I went 
oh okay <laughs> and then furlough started on wednesday so we had we had monday the day from hell yeah tuesday and then we weren't working on wednesday anymore so was anyone from the section of your office of the office um there or they all just been sent on furlough? Uh, everyone's been sent on furlough, apart from three people. Uh, one person who was self-isolating yeah. and came back on Wednesday, the day that we all left, yeah. has not been put on furlough, so he's there. Uh, there's a woman there who is the longest tenured person on our team. Yeah. She's not been furloughed. And there's a pregnant lady who they haven't furloughed. That's not good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so... Um, there's one person in our team now who's working in the office. The other two are working from home. The rest of us have been furloughed. Yeah. Uh, so Monday was... I drove home shaking. It was awful. Yeah. Like, awful. Then Tuesday was just kind of just a weird day. It felt like the last day of school. Yeah. Because you were just coming into work, and you weren't going to come in the next day. And then you don't know when you're coming in again. Yeah. So it was just kind of like... Well, I don't know what it's like. Uh, it was just, it's just like, because I they came in, I came in in the morning, like, oh, Reese, how are you doing? I'm like, yeah, feeling good. And last day of work for a year because like it might be, I mm. might, I might be called in next week. I might be called in next month. I might be called in after that. I might be called in next year. We don't know how long this is going to last. Yeah. So it's it's just a weird position to be in. And then Wednesday came around, which was my first day off, and I thought I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to do nothing. So I did, and it was the worst decision I've ever made in my entire life. <laughs> I got just got so depressed on Wednesday. Yeah, it sucked. So then today I decided just to do some stuff. Did a workout this morning, and I watched some Simpsons. Played the piano for a little bit. I made a video for me comedy page. Oh yes. Read a book. So today has been a lot better. But this week has been such a roller coaster of highs and lows. I think I've nearly cried three times oh dear. from anger and sadness and confusion. I think I've felt every single emotion this week. Yeah, It has fucking sucked. <laughs> I'm glad to see the back of this week. Um, what I've been thinking about a lot, though, is every week on this podcast, we've come up and said, oh, this is our situation in work at the minute. Yeah. And every week it's drastically changed. Mine has gone from everyone's in the office... Yeah. To some people are working from home, but it doesn't look like there's any change to us. So this week I come in here and say, oh, I've been furloughed. I'm not working for the foreseeable future, but still getting fully paid. Yeah. And it's just so weird. Oh. It's, things are massively changing every See, single week. It's so bizarre, because like, in my head, like, I I don't know why they, the, the, uh, the cost of remote VPN it doesn't make sense to me, because... I don't, I don't know if it's well it obviously isn't the same but in in work I could I could get a code for my like uh, my username mm-hmm. and and password and, and uh, go to IT and get software from them mm-hmm. so I could access the 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 work network from home. <laughs> Yeah, well, you see that the pro- the difference here is your company already has that in place. Yeah. Whereas we have got some home workers, but they never expected it to ever be on this scale. Scale. Yeah. So they've never bought the thing before, and I imagine there's a shit ton of people buying VPNs right now. Yes. So maybe there's a bit of a strain in that position. Apparently, some of our telesales guys have had issues with calls just dropping 
because our lines and our networks are far too busy. Oh, shit. So they really are... They're in a, an unenviable position, to be fair to them. Yeah. My only criticism of them would be that I think the communication was awful. Yeah. Like some of the worst I've ever witnessed. But I think they did the absolute best they could, apart from the way that they told it to us. Yeah. The, the only thing that's weird, really, really weird is the pregnant woman <laughs> because she, I'm sure I'm sure the government have said that a pregnant person is a vulnerable person yeah well she was the first to go homeworking and she's not oh so she is homeworking yes but she has not been furloughed she's one of the three on our team oh, who are yes. still working so she is at home yes she's not in the office the pregnant went for, there was two pregnant women in yeah. our office They they went before anyone else so are the people who haven't furloughed working from home? Um, including the pregnant woman, two of them are, and there's another one who isn't. But I imagine they have furloughed some home workers. So if you can just get their hardware and software, transfer it to the people who are in the office, they can work from home. Yeah, That's how I would do it. But I haven't been in the office for two days, and I have no interest in trying to... I thought I would, but I like today I was gonna text someone saying, "Oh, how's it going?" And I was like, "Don't know." Don't know <laughs> I'm kind of separate, separating myself from it at the minute. Mm. What I found as well, though, is this whole coronavirus stuff. I feel people go through phases, and I feel I'm a few phases ahead of most people. Yeah. Because remember there was that day about a month ago when I came home from work and nearly had a panic attack in your bedroom because I thought we were all going to die. Oh, yes. I think a lot of people are on that phase now. Right now. I feel you go through the, oh, this is a bit interesting phase. Then you go, oh, shit, this is really scary phase. Then you go through the phase of, oh, this is what we should all do. And then you go for the phase that I'm on now, which is just, well, I can't do anything, so I'm just going to fucking just do yeah. nothing. I think that that's... Just how, because how my brain works, I'm much better than I used to be at doing it. Mm-hmm. Is I'm I'm obviously very concerned about the COVID nineteen, yeah. the coronavirus. Oh, do you call it COVID nineteen? You well, are already fancy, oh, aren't you? Well, I found out today that coronavirus is just the the broad term for it, mm-hmm. but COVID nineteen is the specific strain because there is multiple coronaviruses, mm-hmm. and they've been throughout the years like it was discovered in like 2002 well, I thought the 19 bit was because it was discovered in 2019 yeah that strain of it oh so there is COVID 1 through yeah. 19 yeah depending on the year yeah interesting and I think there which makes it even weirder I think there is actually two strains of it about the moment there's right. either the mild strain where people just kind of don't know they have it, and then have a bit of a sniffle, <laughs> a bit of a cough, and then recover. Right. And then there's the other side of it, where they just go on to like full-on pneumonia. <laughs> what do you think of Prince Charles? Uh, Prince Charles? He didn't have it, did he? I, I don't think so. He recovered in like four days. And he's about banded about at the moment. Not that I know what a day is anymore. If it wasn't for these podcasts... I don't think do. he had it. No. This no. is a load of rubbish. I mean, even if you were the richest person in the world, you you cannot buy healthcare that gets rid of coronavirus in four days. I mean, from what I can understand, 
is the tests that are out there currently aren't entirely accurate. <laughs> so do you think his test gave a false positive? Maybe. That makes more sense. So it went, oh, well, I'll, I've got a couple of symptoms of the coronavirus. Better go and get it tested. It's given him a false positive, and then he's just got better. <laughs> my um, my sister's boyfriend uh, had a test yesterday. Still waiting on the results. Yes. Apparently he's not very well at all, so... Let's oh, go out to him. I yes. like him as well. I hope he survives. He probably will. He's a young, fit man. Oh, well, hopefully. Yeah. Um, also this week, I went to the supermarket. Yes? I went to Morrison's. You went to Morrison's? Because yeah. we went to Aldi on we, Saturday. We went to Aldi on Saturday, and it was a pleasant experience. There was no queuing, no nothing. No, no. There was a couple of people there, but yeah, it wasn't yeah. like packed so much that... There was queues outside. <laughs> yeah, well, yesterday, uh, Wednesday, in my day of mass depression, I thought, I've got to, I've got to do something. I couldn't think what to do. Hmm. So I thought, I'll go to Morrison's, which in hindsight is the stupidest decision I could have made because it was just reckless and stupid and whatever, but I did it. And I, hmm. went, I went to Morrison's because I like Morrison's. Out of all the supermarkets, it's one of my favourites. It's up there, you yes. know? It's one of my favourite supermarkets to go to. I think they're lovely. Oh, it's one of the big big three, isn't it? Yeah. Or is it I... big four? It's big four, isn't it? Tesco, Sainsbury's, Asda, Morrison's? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Do you know anyone who uses the Asda in Wrexham? Mm, no. I mean, it depends, really, because... It's hidden behind that bush. It's hidden behind the bush. And whenever I go in there, which is on... On an occasion. I can't remember last. I must have been years since I went to Asda Wrexham. There's loads of people there. See, I know someone in work who used to work in Asda Wrexham. Yeah. And I'm like, well, no one goes to Asda Wrexham. It's hidden behind the bush. And she was like, oh, no, it was always busy. Yeah, yeah. Who just, goes to Asda Wrexham? It's just always busy. Anyway, go to Morrison's. And it was not a great Morrison's experience for me. Uh, oh, dear. I normally have a fantastic Morrison's experience. But I didn't this time. Because, you see, they've got a whole um, fence thing now. Where you've got a queue. Yeah. There was no queue when I went, but you've got to go through the whole fence thing anyway. Ah, okay. So you know normally you walk in and you grab a basket. I'm always a basket man. I never yeah. go trolley. I always go with the basket. Well, to get to the basket bit, you've got to go through this fence. So I was under the impression that it was trolley only. Yeah. So I grabbed a trolley and I was pushed. I went to the trolley captivity shed and <laughs> I pulled down where, the, they're, where they're all abused where they're they're stored. <laughs> I want free range trolleys <laughs> and I pull out the trolley and I'm pushing it and I haven't used a trolley in a long time and I'm pushing it and my foot goes on the back wheel and I nearly face planted on the floor in the, in the car park of Morrison's Indeed. so it wasn't good from the start I nearly fell over no. in the middle of Morrison's and then I go in Go round the whole thing. So you got to walk all the way down to the bottom of the car park and then walk down this uh, queue system with no one in it. And then you can go in and it's like, oh, shit, there's baskets there. Yeah. That's where you pick up the baskets. So I go around and it's fine. And I, there's not many people there at all. And everyone's a bit weary of you. Yeah. So everyone's trying to social distance, but it's very hard when you want to buy the same things that they do. Yeah. So you, you find you're looking at stuff, and you find that like there's eyes in the back of your head. You're just waiting for you yeah. to move away, which please is a bit... Please leave. Please it, leave. It's, it's a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> and at one point, I'm walking around, and I needed to cough. 
I thought, oh <laughs> shit. Just, I, I held it in. Yeah. I held it in. Did you see, see that clip of, I, I, it was like a, on an American news station where it was interviewing this, this, this doctor and he, <laughs> you just see him just go, just hold, trying his best to hold in. <laughs> he's just, his face looks like it's about to explode. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. just goes, oh dear. And then you just see him smile. Did anyone notice? <laughs> well, the other day, I coughed twice in a row and then he shat myself out. I got, oh, actually, I got actually scared. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I'm in Morrison's. And I've got all my shopping. And at the end of it, I hate using tills. Yeah. Especially now. I think using a till, they have, like, the sneeze screens mm. up. But I still don't fully trust it. So I go to the self-service. So I push me trolley yeah. into the self-service bit. And this woman who works in Morrison's just yeah. jumps at me from like behind the batteries display or whatever. Yeah. He just jumps at me and goes, Excuse me, sir! No trolleys in that area! No. So she then directs, she goes, I go, Oh, okay, I just didn't really want to use a till. And yeah. she's like, Oh, no, don't worry, you can use this self service one. Oh, yeah, the bigger one. The bigger one yeah. with the like, the, what's it called on it? Like the treadmill yeah. thing. What's that called? Uh, well, it's the. The treadmill for what, what, shopping. What do they call them? They have them in airports. They're, they're kind of like they're not escalators. They're no, no, they're like you know what I mean. They're like a treadmill, a treadmill thing. <laughs> so I'm there and I, I scan all my shopping through, and I had some uh, energy drink in there as yeah. well in my shopping. I got it all in the bag and I go to pay and I goes oh. You can't pay for this yet because you need to prove that you're over 13 years old because you tried to buy some energy drink. So I'm stood there trying to buy my energy drink, looking around, and the woman who jumped out the battery display to make sure I didn't use the yeah. other one, where is she now? Gone. Nowhere to be seen! <laughs> <laughs> Probably pounced behind the battery display. She got scared of you. Maybe, I just, it just... Maybe you're too intimidating. It's an utter piss take because as soon as <laughs> I want them to be there, they're not there. Maybe she got very embarrassed and uh, no, you're, a... you're, you've got an intimidating face. No, no, she was a uh, very confident woman. And, and then mm. she just went, oh, I don't want to be near him. Well, she came around in the end. He and, smells and... of banana. How dare you? <laughs> um, she came around in the end and proved that I wasn't. I was over the age of 13. Have I told you the time before all this coronavirus thing happened, I was using a self-service checkout to buy some alcohol, and uh, the thing said, um, please check if this person's over 25. Yeah. And a woman came along and um, went to press the thing that says, person is obviously over the age of 25. Yeah. She looked at the thing, looked at me, laughed in my face... And just pressed obviously <laughs> over twenty five, <laughs> and I, I was twenty one at the time. Oh no, oh, dear! I just look like an old man. See, I, I, I unfortunately, I've never had that, so I don't know what it feels like. Well, you've been growing the beard out a little bit. You look a bit older. Yeah, but it still doesn't work. I still get ID'd. Who? Yeah, all the time. Just like, uh, just could I have your ID? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get ID'd anymore. Right? But the thing is, I can't. If I get ID'd, it's the worst thing ever because the photo of my driver's license is nothing like you anymore. It's me like, when I was aged 18. I had long hair. I hadn't got a beard. And it just you had very curly hair then. Very curly, like Afro bouffant hair, yeah. which is probably going to come back because we can't bloody go to hair contrasters anymore. You, you could, uh, you know, 
make a new style of it, really. Oh, yeah, people loved it originally. I, got, I, I loved it. I got all the I ladies. When I was in high school, they went, oh, yeah, Reese, I want to have sex with you all night long. Uh, well, I don't think that was the point, was it? Wasn't it? Do you not like that hair? When you had the hair, were you like, when oh, I, I just despise this hair? Once again. No, 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 because the thing is, here's the God's honest truth. When I had that haircut, I didn't have any mirrors in my bedroom. <laughs> So, a lot of the time, I didn't even realise what I looked like. Yeah. I kind of just got changed in the morning into my school uniform and just went out there. And I would occasionally see myself if someone put a photo of me on Facebook. So, I have, honestly, no recollection recollection yeah. of having that haircut apart from the photos that exist. Yeah. Because to me, it didn't happen. I didn't... didn't back then, I didn't even brush my hair. I just woke up, got changed, went out. I still don't. Well, there you go. But Whereas, uh, now, I mean, back back then, uh, there's you're either so appearance con- uh, like so conscious of your appearance, or you're just not. <laughs> yeah, uh, I <laughs> definitely fell into the just not. I I also went to the just not. I very early in high school, I had really long hair. Yeah, I liked your long. Um, I would funny. get out, get out of bed and just go to school. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. would be like. It'd be going at all places. It'd be like here, here, look like a mad scientist. You see, the thing is, though, whenever anyone looks back at themselves in high school, they never think, wow, I looked good. Like, everyone thinks they look shit in high school. So I'd rather be in our situation where you put no effort in and look shit rather than the people who go, oh, I'd spend hours trying to get that, that look <laughs> that look that look shit wow no I'd rather be in our boat than the other boat at that point yeah so James I think I've spoken about myself for long enough here we're nearly at over half an hour how's your work and your life and your week been well it hasn't uh, apart from a few things it hasn't really changed much um there's a couple of people are off they're making a counter, <laughs> a counter. of how many people have suspected coronavirus. That oh, counter, yeah. as of today, is currently on 10. <laughs> How many people work in your place? Hundreds. <laughs> um, but I, I, I do think it's going to get worse. But um, apart from that... So is that confirmed cases or you suspect? No, suspect. Because like, no one has really been tested. Right. So it's just kind of like... You probably have it. <laughs> Don't come in. And um, but apart from that, business has been very good. Huh. Very good for uh, toilet paper, apparently. <laughs> um, well, today you brought home what I imagine will be used as uh, gold bars in the future. Oh yeah, some lovely Huggies wet wipes. Yes, here's for the ASMR I, listeners. I, I, oh, wow. Yes, I bought a case. Like last week, I brought uh, some centipede. We probably said it on the podcast. We did, we did. Uh, it's now my uh, cover photo on my comedy page. Yeah, and I, I actually make that tissue. That's the type of tissue I make. Just out of interest, as, so, so, as well as the standard bog roll. So just to put it into perspective here for the audio listeners. Uh, we have a little thing in our corner now of James's centipede toilet roll. Uh, it's six rolls of this toilet paper. It matches uh, a jumbo. They're jumbo size. Would you say around about 60 centimetres across? Oh, maybe 30 centimetres down? Oh, yes, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. How long does that take to make? Or oh, That case? 
Well, let's just say one roll of that. How long does it take for the, your factory to spit out one roll of that? One roll. From start to finish. So from... Because we make the huge logs. Mm-hmm. And, right. <laughs> it comes off the tissue machine. Yeah. Because uh, I... Uh, that's very magic, that. Oh. I, I don't know much about magic. What, what happens there. Apart from the fact we do recycle most of our tissues, so oh, we are lovely. green. Oh. Um... So it comes to us, big roll, like we call them reels because they're just massive. Mm-hmm. You're like, Whoa. Can, can you put that into perspective of, <laughs> of not using your hands for uh, your audio? Probably double, there. maybe triple my height. You're about six foot. Uh, of, think of a standard, your standard bog roll. Uh huh. But it is uh, about, I don't know, two meters wide <laughs> and about triple my height, of which I'm about. Six foot. Right, okay. So it's, it's massive. <laughs> it's massive. Uh, this goes on the machines, uh, depending on what we make. We make uh, single ply and twin ply. Uh, basically, single sheet, two sheet. We call them plies because we're nerdy. Yeah. Um, and then it goes off. Uh, we put them into smaller logs. We Because I, uh, the machine I run... It's called the rewinder, so it rewinds the tissue into small logs, and it goes off into an accumulator, accumulates loads of these logs, and then uh, goes into a, a log saw. Mm-hmm. So it goes boom, 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 and spits out all them. Lovely. So I mean, uh, the process of the tissue making is probably. Uh, from what I do, probably about five minutes. Wow, that's impressive. But but that one roll, that one log would probably have, that would be two or three cases. Really? Yeah. Nice. Um, I want to move on now. Unless you have anything else to say at all. No, no. Other than that, I, I what I brought home today was actually baby wipes. Yes. Which. Uh, or wet wipes, uh-huh. whatever you like to call them. Ninety-nine um, percent pure water, no yeah, perfume. Yeah, yeah. Fifty-six wipes. We we don't actually make them in my mill, but <coughs> the mill next door we have two mills. Yeah, and one focuses on uh, like bog roll wiper, that sort of thing, stuff that you wipe your face with and your, your bum. bum. Yeah, and um, in your nose and very in high demand NHS contracts. Oh, very ludicrous. Very yes. nice, very nice. Um, but then there's the other mill that makes uh, uh, baby wipes and wet wipes. Uh, that's we call that the dark side because everyone's really serious there. Oh, that's no fun. No, no, no. I mean, you'd think like wet wipes. Much more fun. Oh but, yeah, uh, much more fun than bog roll. No, no, no. It's like the uh, entering the Death Star. So <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone's deadly serious, and you do one wet... wrong thing, you'll be suspended. No, a lot of um, wet trays as well, I guess. Ooh, yeah. In the Death Star, oh, yeah. where do you dry these trays? A fucking rainforest. We're actually not allowed trays anymore. Oh. Because, um... Was there a fight? No, no, because the coronavirus. Um, reusing trays is like. Genius, so. I got rid of the trays. So on have... the topic of coronavirus, I was going to say, ah, yes, I remembered where it is now. By remember, I mean looked it up. Venue Covery, Planidno, has been make... turned into a hospital. What? Insane. I've worked yeah. in that building before. Yes. 
Hvornår I mean, har det været hårdt? It is insane when you think about all oh, these big white spaces that used to hold something are now turning into hospitals. Yeah. Like I, I've been in the NEC, which is turned into hospital. That's in London, isn't it? The, no, the no, NEC Birmingham, is in Birmingham, the National Exhibition Centre, which is what it stands for. Uh-huh. That's become a hospital for Birmingham, and then there's the XL Centre, which is now NHS Nightingale, <laughs> and that's fucking massive. <laughs> yeah, aren't they calling it Nightingale House as well? Yeah. Which is a charity here in Wrexham. I remember seeing, like, a main news going, Nightingale House, I'm pretty ill. They've faved it, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, um, what that really said to me is that we are nowhere near... No, they're preparing the, for the worst. Like, when you're turning Venue Cymru into a hospital... You're not, I thought we were at the end of the beginning now. I don't think we are. I mean, I don't know where we are at the moment. There, like, I think I the, have lost the UK track. today, unfortunately, had over 500 deaths. Mm. And it, the cases are just rising as well. Um, so I think, um, from what they're saying, they don't even think they're at the escalation phase where it's just going to go bang and boom. <sighs> Shall we change the topic here? Yes, yeah, it's getting quite depressing. Right, since the last Tee podcast, James, we have watched two things that I want to talk about. The first one is Tiger King, the second one is James May in Japan. Which one do you want to talk about first? Oh, the Tiger King, because flip it. Tiger King on Netflix. Right, we're going to touch a little bit on spoiler territory, but yeah. only for like the first half, but because the second half... A little bit of a brief care. overview. It is a documentary. Yeah, it's all, all real life. It's all real life, but... You could make it into a drama, but the only thing with it being a drama is you would go, well, none of this is real, and it would never happen. Yeah, if, if, <laughs> if so this it's was just a, crap. <laughs> if this was a story someone had written, you'd go, I can't watch this shit anymore. It's yeah. just too... Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but it's real, and it's fucking mental. <laughs> so it's, the way I've been describing this to people who haven't seen it, and I want them to watch it, is... Um, it starts off as a documentary about a man who sells snakes. Yes. And uh, they're looking at this fella who's selling the snakes, and this guy comes in to buy a snake, and he goes, oh, boys, you should really see what I've got in the back of my van. <clears throat> so they go out to the back of the van, they open the door, and there's a snow leopard in the back of his van. They're like, holy shit, where did you get a snow leopard? And this kind of snowballs into the world of owning tigers yeah. as pets, but mainly having these tiger sanctuaries and tiger zoos. Yeah. Where we meet a man named Joe Exotic, who runs one of the tiger zoos. Uh, he is a gay man who holds a gun. He has two husbands. He's a country and western singer, and he's running for governor. Yeah. And he is the most normal character <laughs> in the show. <laughs> It's bizarre as well. So we started watching it. I've seen this man before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it turns out, like, in 2011, Louis Theroux did a documentary about owning exotic animals. Yeah, yeah. And he met Joe Exotic back in 2011. Now, we watched that Louis Theroux episode the other day. And in comparison, the Netflix and Louis Theroux documentary, in 2011, Joe is nearly normal. As normal can, as, as Joe normal can. as Joe can be. Yeah. 2020 he's fucked he is mental 
Uh, he goes a bit off the rails. Now, we also meet other characters, such as Doc Antle, who owns another tiger sanctuary. Yeah. He has multiple wives and basically runs a cult. <laughs> he is extremely interesting because just before we started watching this uh, documentary, he appeared alongside The Undertaker oh, on yes. The Undertaker's Instagram account. Yes, turns out The Undertaker also likes his uh, tigers. He loves the tigers, does The Undertaker. Uh, then we meet a woman. Although I'm not surprised by that either. Well, Undertaker likes tigers. Like it's just the type of thing that, like when I saw that picture, it was just kind of like, oh, that is the Undertaker. Of course, the Undertaker's <laughs> in a jacuzzi with some tigers. Of course, he does. <laughs> That's what he does. Uh, then we meet a woman, and her name is Carol Baskin. And out of all of them, she scares me the most. She's the most. Out there, I yeah. think. Yeah. I mean, there's there's multiple theories out there about her. And then there is, like... Let me just... Uh, before we get into the theories about her... Yeah. Uh, she also runs a tiger sanctuary. But um, what separates her from Doc and Joe is that Doc and Joe breed tigers. Yeah. Whereas she kind of just looks after them. Yeah. She doesn't breed them. And her whole thing is that these two are evil and that her sanctuary looks after the tigers in order to send them back to the wild. Yeah. The only thing is, from a point of view of someone looking in, her sanctuary is the worst. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, like, whereas Joe, you can tell he has a love, and so does Doc. They yeah. love these animals, right? Carol doesn't. And also, like, she well, has... I, I don't know. Does she love... I think she does love the animals. Does. Well, It's just kind of like... I think they... Everyone everyone in that show does it for the tigers. Apart from Joe goes off the rails near the end. But uh... <laughs> Yeah, well, that's mainly the other fella, isn't it? What's yeah. his name? Josh? John? Is it John? No, Jeff. Jeff, Jeff Lowe. Jeff Lowe. No, Jeff Lowe's doing it for the money. <laughs> Do you know Jeff Lowe's on Cameo now? Is he? Yeah, you can buy a shout-out from Jeff oh, Lowe. wow. So Carol Maskin, though, her tiger farm has the tigers running around in the cages, but if they want a drink of water, they have to stick their head through a small gap and drink water. Which, to yes. me, that's worse than anything anyone else is doing. Yeah, because I think what differs is the main difference between her sanctuary and the others uh, is that they're obviously breeding the tigers to fund the sanctuaries that are there. Yeah, but also the way that Joe and Doc put it across is the tigers are all dying in the wild. Yeah. So let's breed as many tigers as we can. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they're under the belief that the tigers out there will just go extinct. Yes. They'll just die. Yeah. So let's make more tigers. Yeah. Whereas Carol Baskin is more... Well, would take the tigers off these people or take them wherever they've been lost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, bring them up and then send them back into the wild. But... <laughs> it's just... It's really... She's nuts <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, she is mental. So let's get into the rumours. About Carol Baskin. Yeah. Carol Baskin had a husband before the one she is with now who disappeared. Yeah, yeah. He was 
Suspected millionaire. No, he wasn't suspected. He was a millionaire. He, he was a millionaire. The thing was, no one knew how much millions he had. Yeah, yeah everyone had different figures of what he had. So, this like, man... like, oh, over six million. Oh, oh, billion. <laughs> yeah, this man one day just disappears. And the rumour is that Carol Baskin killed him and fed him to her tigers. Which, on the face of it, seems ridiculous. But then you start to believe it. <laughs> yeah. They show multiple theories. They show, like, a theory of how he, like, just flew away one day. They show theories about how he was fed to tigers. And they're all believable. Yeah. The thing I quite liked about how the way it was, like, brought up was... The first person who brings it up is Joe Exotic. Who goes? Oh, she she obviously found her husband to the tigers. Was, <laughs> it, was it Joe? I think it was someone else because I'm sure they're doing a talking head and just this random guy goes, "Oh yeah, then Carol fed her husband to tigers." And yeah. I'm sure you hear the interview go, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and you find out that Joe has been doing these Facebook videos about songs. Yeah. He made a music video of a Carol Baskin <laughs> lookalike feeding meat to a tiger, yeah. singing a song about how Carol Baskin killed her own husband. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, if you if you've reached this point in the podcast, of which um, you probably shouldn't have if you hadn't watched the Tiger King. <laughs> yeah, go and watch it anyway because it's frigging mental. Oh yeah, we haven't even scratched the surface no. of some of this stuff. No, no, no. And uh, the other documentary we've been watching, James May. Suki Sharem. No, that's that's not what. No, it's Sumi Masen. Uh, James May. Sumi Masen. Sumi Masen. James May. Sumi Masen. Which is basically the adventures of James May discovering Japan. Now, you've watched all of this. I think I'm about halfway through. Yeah. And it's been out for a while now. We're a bit late to it. But I love it. It's great. It's, it's just because James May. And as a if pers- you don't know James May, he, oh, everyone knows James everyone, May. Everyone knows James May, but he, he basically done Top Gear, the Grand Tour, mainly about his cars. But he also does different shows as well. Well, he did like Toy Stories back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And He's a very nerdy stuff. man. Yeah. As a presenter, James May shouldn't work, but he does. <laughs> he, it, it's it's that weird like different part of the spectrum where this is how TV presenters should be. This is how he shouldn't be. He's on, like, over there. You see, the <laughs> so thing, it's so bad it's just entertaining. The thing is, uh, the thing that I think makes James May so good is that he has passion for what he talks about. Yeah. Like, he wouldn't do a documentary on something he doesn't give a shit about. No. He likes Japan. He loves Japan. loves the culture. Yeah. He loves to learn more about it. Yeah. There's bits where he's looking at cars, which he loves. There's bits where he's looking at pianos that he loves. Yeah. And he just wants to know more, and he has a passion for that. And I think that's why it works, but it really shouldn't. No. Because he seems like quite a boring man, but he's also really funny. Yeah. But not on purpose. No. No. And they, the weird thing that... I found I think he found weird as well is they all just seemed to laugh at him which was like what's going on <laughs> this doesn't usually happen <laughs> but yeah it's, it's a great little documentary is it six episodes like it's, sec- it's six episodes and uh, it, it, like some of the episodes are really informative others are just the completely bizarrest thing in the world like, um, I've learned a lot about samurais and katanas that yeah, I never yeah. knew and you saw James May t- dressed up as a samurai I saw James May naked as well well yes mm. 
in a. Uh, I've, oh, you've forgotten, I've the forgotten the name. Oh dear. It's a. Uh, it's like a Japanese bath, but it's like. It's uh, it needs to be by volcanic activity. Yeah. Which I should really know the word, but I've forgotten. Yeah, but they are two great shows. If you're in your little quarantine at the minute. Tiger King and James May in Japan. Yeah, one is on Netflix. Tiger King. One is on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime for James May in Japan. And if you've got Disney Plus, do what I've been doing. Watch mm. The Simpsons. You've just been binge watching The Simpsons. Yeah, I'm on season two, episode five now. Uh, anything to? Uh, have you noticed anything about uh, the older Simpsons episodes, or is it just kind of like, oh well, these are pretty good. Oh, they're very good. Yeah. Um, the step up in animation quality from season one to season two is incredible. It's insane. <laughs> Maybe that's because it has a budget. The second it time might, around, it might be. But yeah, the budget increase is like insane. Uh, what I did notice is that Smithers is black for one episode, and then he becomes yellow. Is he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first time you meet Smithers, he's black, and then the next time you meet Smithers, he's yellow. Yeah. So that's a weird little interesting thing. Um, there are a hell of a lot of callbacks in The Simpsons that I had never realised before. Yeah. Because it, it, they're subtle callbacks. Yeah. Like there's um, one episode where Bart's going on a field trip to the nuclear power station. And on the bus, um, Miss Cravapple is like, don't put your hand out the window or you'll lose your arm. Yeah. And a couple of episodes later, Bart goes to... Um, it's like munitions yeah. shop. There's a man there about the arm, and he goes, "Oh, how did you lose your arm? Did you lose that in war?" And he goes, "No, I put my arm out of a bus window." <laughs> <laughs> and there's an episode in season one where Bart cuts the head off the Obadiah Springfield monument. Yeah, and then there's an episode in season two where Bart discovers the free-eyed fish by the power plant. Oh yes, and Bart makes it into the newspaper. So he puts his cutting of a newspaper article of him and the free eyes fish in his scrapbook. And on the next page next to it is a, uh, an article about how someone's chopped the head off Obadiah Springfield. Yeah. So it's like little subtle callbacks like that, which I love about The Simpsons. Also, between season one and season two, Homer's voice changes, but the voice actor doesn't. Yes, I have noticed this. Like, and it's extremely jarring if you're watching two different eras of The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. Or if you're used to Homer's voice, then you watch season one. You're... Is one is just his normal voice, and then the other one he's just putting on? No, no, they're both not his voice. I don't really know the reasons as to what. I'll have a look, see if there is anything. Yeah. But um, I mean, I I've been watching it on and off, like while you've been watching it, yeah. and uh, what what I realised. Is because I'm I before this I'm I've watched The Simpsons for for years yeah um and back then I was uh, I was an unknowing little boy <laughs> and uh, I feel like The Simpsons gets better the more older you are oh absolutely because like- you start to get some of the references. In season one, there's an episode all about the Vietnam War, mm. even though it's not explicitly said it's about the Vietnam War. Yeah. And then there's like an episode about depression and all this kind of stuff. It's like on the very much like how Pixar have these films that are on the surface good things for kids, and adults have little things every now and again. The Simpsons act in a way that like 
there are two different stories going on. One for kids who watch it, and another for yeah. adults. It works very well, because I used to enjoy The Simpsons, but now mm. re-watching it now, it's just kind of like, it's a whole different new light. It's like, I really enjoyed the episode where, you know, Chris, it's it's the first one where Krusty the Clown is really explored a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, he gets convicted for a murder. <laughs> armed robbery, not Ar- murder. Oh, oh, for an armed robbery. And it's all kind of like a bit of a, bit of a mystery. Mm-hmm. Of who done who actually done it. It's very much a prelude to who shot Mr. Burns. Yeah. This is the archetype. Yeah. Because all the clues to who set up Krusty are right there. Yeah. And you can figure it out. And I think the writers knew it was kind of easy to figure out because half of the episode they just tell you who it yeah. is. Yeah. And the rest is the rest of the people learning it. Yeah. But when I found out why Homer's voice changed. Um, the voice actor found the original voice too strenuous on his throat so he couldn't record for long periods of time because he would have to take breaks so he was putting on the voice originally mm-hmm. and, he's, and then he just goes to normal voice no it's not his normal voice he puts on a different voice which ah, is less strenuous less rough on his throat yeah, yeah so that Krusty episode I think it's the uh, finale of season one Krusty gets um, blamed for this armed robbery yeah and there's all this stuff like you file throughout the episode. Like at the armed robbery, uh, he's reading a book and he uses a microwave. Yeah. And then Homer stands on his foot and yeah. all this kind of stuff. And then and you, you, you learn that, well, Chrissy can't read. And yeah. he has a pacemaker because mm-hmm. he had a, a bypass in his heart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't have big feet. He has yeah. normal feet <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. And then off the back of that, they launch the rivalry between Bart and Sideshow Bob, yeah. which will become like one of the biggest stories in Simpsons history. Yeah. Like, I've always thought Simpsons was good, but I've discovered that it's one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Are all the Simpsons on Disney Plus? Yes. That's quite a lot of seasons. Yeah, but you know, what, what I know about The Simpsons and what I've read about The Simpsons is that it's the best show of all time. Then yeah. all of a sudden becomes shit. Oh dear. Like the newer seasons apparently have just lost that magic. Like apparently they would like rewrite jokes a hundred times yeah. and then pick the funniest versions of that on the original seasons. Oh. And in these the ones they're doing now, either they have less time or they don't want to do it or whatever, yeah. but they kind of just write and then that's it. Because they're yeah. going to make money no matter what. Yeah. It's The Simpsons. I would like to see what where that point you feel is. Yeah, well, I'll let you know when it gets there. <laughs> Not one season two. Well, I'm like season thirty nine <laughs> of The Simpsons. Well, no, no, it's it's just shit now. Apparently, uh, season three is the best one ever. I like, want yeah. season two, and I'm really enjoying. It. I just watched the first um, uh, Treehouse of Horror, and it yeah. finishes off with like a Simpsons version of The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, and it's just incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say then? Going to say something? Oh yeah. So watching The Simpsons like this again is very much like when I rewatched Breaking Bad a few months ago. Oh, like yes. I always thought Breaking Bad was good, and I rewatched it and went, "Holy shit! This is the best TV show of all time." Yeah. And I'm kind of getting that with Simpsons. I don't think The Simpsons is the best TV show of all time. But I'm yeah. getting a whole new respect from it from watching it like this. Yeah. And Quite what sure. what I what I found really, uh, I I don't know. What happened in between the the period of time that we originally watched Breaking Bad? Mm-hmm. But um, 
Because we all watched Breaking... You watched Breaking Bad first. Yeah. And then all, all of us, a group of friends, we watched it then. And uh, we all thought it was very good. Yeah. And then the start of Better Call Saul came out. And we thought it was shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was just yeah. like... Oh. Well, that's a disappointment. And then many years later, me and you rewatch it. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Better Call Saul's incredible. Have you watched <laughs> any of the new season yet? No, I'm waiting till all of them are out. Oh, you see, I might start a few. You might start week. now. You see, what I've done with Better Call Saul, I've, you know how at the start of every season there's a bit which is set after Breaking Bad? Yeah. I've watched that for this season. And I haven't watched anything else. Yeah. I just wanted to know what was that bit. Yeah. But I'm going to have to go back and watch it. Because I, at the end of last season, Better Call Saul... Was it season... Is it we on season five now? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so the end of season four is when he properly... You you feel Saul Goodman for the first time. Yeah, he kind of reveals that, he, that he's going that way. Yeah, like you... Right at the end. I think what it was, the reason that we thought it wasn't very good on the first watch-through, is the pace is a hell of a lot slower than Breaking Bad is, yes. which I wasn't expecting. And also, the character of Saul Goodman isn't really in Better Call Saul. No, not uh, not the beginning. You have the physical character, but yeah. he's Jimmy McGill. He's before he was Saul Goodman. Yeah. And you have to go on this journey with him for him to become the character that you recognise at the end of Breaking so Bad. So you think we had some... Preconceptions of, I want Saul Goodman... To be this. Well, I just, I just want Saul Goodman in general. Yeah. And the person, and it wasn't. Yeah, you're looking at this person who looks like Saul Goodman, but he doesn't act like him. Yeah. And you just thought, oh, well, this is a bit weird. But like going back through it, it's incredible. It's yeah. like that one scene. I don't want to give away too many spoilers because I feel not all people have watched Better Call Saul yeah. and they should. But there's one scene where it's him and his brother in that courtroom. Yeah. You know, when the phone's in his pocket? Yeah. Insane. Yeah. One of the great... That can rival nearly any scene in Breaking Bad. That's yeah. incredible stuff. It I, it was great. It's just... It was so... I just find it so fascinating that originally we thought it was shit. Yeah. And then now we're like the, one of the greatest fans. <laughs> I honestly think it's because it came right... Well, for us, it went we, after right, right after Breaking Bad. We finished Breaking Bad, and then that came out. Yeah, I feel if we'd watched Breaking Bad when it came out, then watched Spectacle Saw when it came out, we'd probably have a better reception to it because we yeah. weren't going straight from one to the other. Yeah, because we we started watching it, and this is nothing like Breaking Bad. <laughs> so, good, so good. Um, there is a character from Breaking Bad that becomes a regular character in this season of Better Call Saul. I'm not going to tell you who it is. Do you want to know who it is? No. There we go. No, I Didn't... need to watch it. <laughs> Didn't think you would want to know. I saw it. Someone spoiled it for me on Twitter. Oh, I, dear. I, no, I don't mind. I don't mind. Why have you written Bam Bam on that chalkboard? I haven't written it. Well, I didn't write it. it must be the uh, resident ghost of... No, it's the Moonlight Man. The Moonlight Man. He's not real, though, is he? He's made of moonlight. No, he is made of moonlight. Um, but yes... We done? I think we're done. We're having dinner, aren't we? Yeah, well, it should be coming any time now. Like a lovely little takeaway to celebrate the end of the week. Yes, I think I'm having a doner kebab. Oh, lovely. No, because I fancied one. 
Good on I've you. Just done twelve-hour shift. Yeah, you deserve it. I fucking need some food. Yeah. Well, thank you everyone for listening to this lovely episode of the Tee podcast. We're back next week for more antics. Who knows what state my job will be in by then? Um, <laughs> Reese is back in work. Yeah, but you know what? And I wouldn't be surprised. Again. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if I was back in work this time next week. Or fired. Who knows? Oh dear. Um, but yeah, if you are a wrestling fan, once again, IWO podcast or relevant wrestling opinions for all your WrestleMania content this weekend. But until next time, ta ta. Goodbye.